I'm Felicity Powers, and this is episode three of the Bonfire Babes podcast. Today, Claire and I are talking about feeling worthy and what it means to embody your worthiness. We want to note is that we are not psychologists. We do not have medical backgrounds of any kind. We are just two women who have struggled with self-worth. We want to share some of our experiences with you so that if you find yourself in the same predicament, you can have some tools to help you remember your self-worth. What is said here comes from a place of love, and we hope you enjoy it. You are enough. Let's get into the show. You're listening to the Bonfire Babes podcast, dedicated to women in all seasons of life, who want to live with more intention, joy, and inspiration. Join us around the modern bonfire where we'll exchange stories, experiences, and connect with one another on a deeper level, expanding who we are and creating a community of strong, empowered women. Welcome, friends. Here we are, episode three. It's still super surreal that we're doing this. Um, Today we're going to go over something that I think a lot of women have probably struggled with at some point in their life, and that is the topic of worthiness or being enough. Yeah, we really want to dig deeper into this topic so that in doing so, we can build a greater understanding of our personal concept of worth and where our worth comes from and how we can fall back on it in times of struggle. I know that in my life, this has been a frequent emotional block that has happened over and over again. And it's not something that's just happened from romantic relationships, even though that's like where most of the severe cases have occurred, but it's also happened in family settings. So we'll kind of talk about that more today. Yeah, and I first, the first thing we need to do, I think, is define some terms. So let's talk about the definition of self-worth. Um, if, and I think it's also important to note the difference between self-worth and self-esteem. So self-esteem is how we feel about ourselves based on our actions. Yeah, like am I proud of myself for who I am, what I stand for, and what actions I take and don't take. And those are always going to be based on the values that I choose to have my life be around. It's what we think and f- it's what we think, feel, and believe about ourselves. Yes, and self-worth is a deeper and much more spiritual um, connection. Mm-hmm. It's how you feel about who you are and your connection to humanity and a higher power. Like, do you feel that you deserve to be here on Earth and have the right to take up space and to be happy with your life the way that it is, without judgment? Um, knowing that we deserve to care for ourselves. It's the idea of believing in my right to be respected and honored for who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and those that have embodied their own worthiness also see and respect the worthiness of others. Um, it's the idea that when I've completely failed, when I've lost everything, I've hit rock bottom, I have nothing, I'm still worthy. I'm still worthy of love. I'm still worthy of respect. And that I'm still part of this greater humanity and still connected to a higher power. And it is in that connection that my worthiness rides. So today, we really want to zero in on self-worth 
and why it's important and relevant to the LOA and manifesting our dreams. LOA being law of attraction. So just for a shortened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it's – I think a lot of times we feel as if we've lost everything. At some point in our lives, I think we've all kind of been there. And it's not yes. necessarily everything, but we just feel like we've lost everything. So I think it's important, you know, that to realize where that's coming from. And children have this amazing sense of self and – I think we really need to strive to get back to that deeper knowing that we just matter simply because we exist. Um, so examining what stories we've been told by our family, society, media that have determined our self-worth. Were we told that pretty women are more successful and therefore have more self-worth in this world? Or maybe that men are supposed to be the head of household you know, we're just supposed to support them. And so they have more weight than we do. I think there, I think there's a million stories that we've been told from our childhood that have just molded the way we think about ourselves and that have broken down our innate sense of self that we knew as a child. And it's time that we give ourselves permission to really listen, listen to ourselves, breathe, Take time to be aware of who we are as people and understand that we all deserve everything we want. I completely agree. And I think there's two main reasons why we want to talk about self-worth. First, we want to become aware of how self-worth is developed and give everyone a chance to closely look at how we define worthiness. And second, we want to give strategies to build our self-worth by turning inward and having practical strategies that we can use in times of struggle. These are, these are strategies that Claire and I have used when we feel like we've lost everything or that our self-worth is at a really low point. Yeah. And we want you to know that deep in your heart that you're enough. So we'll probably keep saying that throughout this episode because it's a message that we all need to hear from others as well as hearing it from ourselves. So we believe that self-worth can be determined in two ways. The first way and the most common is by looking outside of us to find our self-worth. This is often by listening to what society values, listening to what our family values, and placing all of our self-worth on those ideas. And things they think that um, society or family values are those things that we talked about a little bit earlier, being like um, women are worth less than men, or if you don't succeed in a career, you're worth less, or, you know, things like that. Yeah, and I, I hear all kinds of messages about um, – whether we need to be in a relationship or not, or we need to have children or we don't need to have children, or I mean, just the, the, there's so many different ways in which women are told how to be on a constant basis. And if we're looking at those messages, our self-worth is going to be really confused and really, um, you know, always trying to reach perfection of these way of these values that aren't even ours that aren't even close to us. Um, 
Yeah, I think that um, a lot of times we're put in this comparison game where, especially as women, where we have to compare ourselves to other women and we'll go like, look, Lady Gaga. This is like the perfect example. Like I always use Lady Gaga for me because she's the same age as me and she is kicking ass and she's amazing and she loves, like she's great at what she does and she just lives her own truth. And so... Of course, like there's a part of me that's that's very proud, you know, that another woman could do that. But also I'm a little jealous. And that's just that jealousy comes from the story that's been told to me that like, whoa, look at her. She's doing better than me. And now I need to evaluate my life, my life based on hers. And so that's something that we want to break down today. And we want to really um, in our podcast in general or in our community as general, we really want to support each other uh, and break down those notions of competition and really, you know, move past that old way of yeah, thinking. I completely agree. And I think that this podcast is a safe place where we can look at those messages that uh, society gives us and say, no, we're not going to believe that. We're better than that. We we're into following our own heart. And we can we can do better yeah. than follow those messages. There's a lot of um, pressure, I think, that that we get um, from society. You know, like you said, like the working, um, you know, being a woman, we've gained this kind of um, this right. We've gained a right, which is crazy to say that, but to to finally go back to work. So um, we're having kids and we're going back to work and we're punished for having kids and we're punished for not having kids and we're punished for going to work and we're punished for staying home. Um, And then there's a lot of issues with relationships, right? Like our timing just hasn't come yet, possibly, or, you know. Yeah. And we're going to talk about each of our personal experiences with, uh, with these messages that we hear from society and times in our life when we've believed them and times in our life when we've decided those messages aren't going to have meaning in our lives. So the second way that you can determine your self-worth and a way that both Claire and I feel is a way that is healthiest and really builds each other up and is a way that really can be connected to our inner and higher selves Um, is by looking inward and this is um, this is a way in which we get further connected to our soul and we're going to kind of dive into those ideas yeah Um, so yeah now I think is a good part to kind of share our experiences with um, struggling because I think it's important to to, to share those experiences and not just keep them in. I think it's Absolutely. very, um, it, this feeling of low self-worth is very prevalent, um, at least with my friends that I've noticed. Um, and then I definitely have a big breakup, but I know Felicity has got some stuff too. So um, yes. what's kind of, what's on your mind, Felicity? What When have you felt okay. um, low self-worth or when has that like been hidden from you? Absolutely. So what I've noticed is that all of my life, especially after I left home, p- 
other people's dreams and ideas and values have been pushed onto me. And it's not necessarily in a straightforward way. It often comes in a way of saying like, oh, well, I often hear your timing just hasn't, it's just not your, the timing's not quite right. And I've always been a person who has really lived the life that I want to live, gone after the things that I've want, wanted to go after. Um, there's only been a few times where I've kind of accidentally let go of that. And both times were in times of being in a relationship where I thought the idea of being in this relationship was of higher priority than my own personal heart and what I really wanted. Um, I think that's because you, because in you thought that your heart wanted the relationship. So it's really, it's okay to think that, you know, but it's yeah. something that, I think that's the reason why you probably thought that you were listening to your heart because you were wanting a relationship at the time. Exactly. But instead of really looking and, and thinking about what kind of relationship I want, I was just in it for the relationship, right? Like, yep. I love the idea of being in a relationship and having a travel partner. I think especially with my first relationship, um, you know, he was a world traveler and a surfer and I was head over heels for this idea of having someone to travel with. Um, but I wasn't really looking at setting any boundaries, holding myself in a risk, like making sure that I felt respected. And so my, when that relationship ended, all of my self worth, I had kind of attached to that really attached to that relationship. And I just remember calling you. Do you remember that call? I remember I it. <laughs> so every time I go through a big breakup, the first person I call is Claire. <laughs> and it's usually me just bawling. Like, it ended. Like, you know, and um, I've noticed personally that it ends in always, like, some crazy dramatic way or like I didn't I didn't expect it at all and it's like thrown on me it's like a total curveball every time I still yet to figure out the uh the method to this madness um so anyway that's that's another story but anyway I feel like I am someone who has always followed my heart and always pursued the things I wanted to pursue, despite what, what the messages and society tells me. But I have put those aside for the idea of being in a relationship. So that's one, that's in one situation where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all my hopes and dreams aside and what I really feel is right for the idea of this relationship versus figuring out why I want this relationship and really seeking something that is going to help me grow, going to help me get closer to love versus not. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Claire? I'm excited to hear some of your, your ideas. Yeah. Well, I have a similar experience with a breakup. Um, it wasn't like definitely was not in hindsight, right? Hindsight's always 2020, right? So but I, with my breakup, it wasn't, a fantastic relationship. But I convinced myself that it was. I convinced myself that love was enough. I convinced myself that it was love. Um, and it so 
the first breakup really messed up my self-worth because, okay, background. I was together with this guy for about two and a half years um, when he lovingly told me, and it, it's honest to God true, like he was very loving about it. There was no, uh, it wasn't very dramatic, like Felicity's experience. <laughs> he, but he told me that he loved me, but that he didn't want to be in a relationship with me. And when you're in your early 20s and you hear that message, it's really a complicated mix of emotions that happen to you. But what came really loudly through all of that chaos was that was the thought that if he still loved me but didn't want to be with any with me anymore, why wasn't like what wasn't I doing to make mm. him happy or to make him want to be with me? Why wasn't I enough? Because if he still had love for me, we would be together, right? So why is this what's happening? Like, it just felt like the dots wouldn't connect. And I think that this happens a lot to women, unfortunately, um, to people, really, to men as well. But um, I think as women, we're kind of overanalyzers. And so um, we kind of, like, keep going through the cycle of, like, wait, what What happened? Why didn't – what? we were just having fun, like, two days ago. What happened? What happened? What happened? Why am I enough? Why am I not enough anymore? So these toxic thoughts stayed with me through another two years of mixed messages from him. (laughs) So we were like together and not together. And anyway, um, it was it was finally after I had like this epiphany kind of moment. And I remember it very clearly in my head. I was I was really low. It was that we were at college and I was really in a low state of mind and. He, we were trying to just be friends, and it just really wasn't working. Um, I still wanted to be with him, and then I tried to give him a hug goodbye, and he wouldn't touch me. And I remember that like so clearly, and I remember that he wouldn't give me a hug goodbye, and something inside of me said, are you joking? You're worth, you're worth more than this, and you're better than this. Don't let him treat you like that. And... I had heard this message come to me at many times throughout the relationship and especially throughout like the last two years of the relationship. But this was the first time that I honestly paid attention to it. And I knew in my heart that it was right, that I did deserve better and that what I was getting from him wasn't love and what I was and that I wasn't actually loving him either. I wasn't respecting myself or respecting him. He didn't want to be with me. And if I really loved him, I would have respected that. Because I would have known that that came from a place of love. And I just didn't. And so it just got messy. And it took a lot of looking inward at myself and how I reacted to that. And um, how I reacted to that experience that really helped me learn so much about who I am, what I want from relationships, and the kind of boundaries that I need to draw. And most importantly, I learned what love is not supposed to look like. Um, so that was... That was a great experience, um, but listening to my to that inner voice really, really carried me through that, and helped yeah, me end I, that experience. Really, I think that any time we lose touch with that inner voice and start listening to anything outside of that, I've even been questioning Claire. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about the idea of like? asking for advice from people Mm. because 
if you're always asked, this is something that I've experienced. Like if I'm always asking advice from other people and following it, I'm not really valuing my own inner voice, my, my own heart, what it's actually saying to do. And so I've really been like stopping ask. I've been, which is crazy because I'm the kind of person that always wants to bounce off problems. Like, mm -hmm. let me tell you all my problems and then let's solve them all. Yeah, and yeah. I'm the kind of person that like actually goes in, and I do them. I solve it all, you know? Yeah. Um, or at least try, at least give it a good, a good attempt. But, um, I've been, I've been questioning that. What do you think about that? The idea of not asking advice because you're wanting to listen to your insides. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, I think that it's good to ask advice so that you, um, maybe so you can see from a different perspective that you might not have yourself. Right. Um, but then after getting the advice, listening to your inner voice and then deciding what's the best course of action. Like not just doing it because you trust or um, you trust that person or you admire that person, but being, you know, admiring their perspective and then yeah. listening to it and, and honoring their, their thoughts and then coming back to yourself and really, yeah. and really listening to yourself. I think yeah. that's the way to do it. I mean, I don't know. Because I'm not an you, expert, but that's, what I, <laughs> that's yeah. what I would do. I mean, I think that because anytime someone gives advice, they're usually giving it from their own set of values mm -hmm. and messages that they believe in. Yeah, right? for sure. And if they're not really in touch with their own tuition and with that connection of love, it could be based on outside messages that they're also believing in yeah right yeah or but if you find someone who's really in touch with that that if with their inner voice and that you know center of love their advice tends to be also of that nature right like for instance let's say you're asking for um relationship advice from somebody who grew up super um traditionally and they, their worth is based on being married right. at a young age. So, so if that, yeah, and then the, the, the advice that they will give you is going to be something like, well, you need to find a husband and you can't be arguing with him all the time about little things like this. So, you know, like, do you really want to be alone for the rest of your life? Pause. That is a message. Like, it's not even yeah. like. It's not even saying, like, you need to be with somebody. But when we hear things like, do you really want to be alone for the rest of your life? That really means, you know, that really shares a, an, a value with us. Yeah. And then and we it, go, no, also, I don't want to feel like that. And it's also fear-evoking. Yes. Like, it's, that is a decision based solely on fear, which is something I don't want to be around. So another perfect example of this kind of fear evoking people putting their values on you. It just happened just the other day. I had a friend, I put on Facebook some, a message, something like, um, I, it was my last day teaching and I was, it was a bittersweet moment. And she read into that, that I was, you know, really distraught about it being the, the end of the school year. And then she said something like, you know, your hopes and dreams will happen in, 
it's all a matter of timing. And it kind of made me second, like have a second look at that. I was like, huh, so what does she mean by that? She's obviously putting her fears that I haven't accomplished my hopes and dreams or that I'm not accomplishing them at the moment and that I'm waiting on some kind of timing um, for that to happen. And, you know, I, I came back with something like, my hopes and dreams are in full force. There's nothing to worry about me. Um, but I think, you know, it would kind of imply that I haven't really accomplished anything yet and that all of these hopes and dreams are in the future and it's all just a matter of timing, Felicity. And yeah. what she doesn't realize is that I've been living my hopes and dreams since, I don't know, I was born. I mean, I've, I've always been that kind of person. And so I think that those are her hopes and dreams that I haven't been living. Yeah, I think she's projecting those, those her own hopes and dreams for you onto you based on what she experienced in her life. Absolutely. I mean, she was married early and her whole life has been her relationship with her husband and what she's done there. And my experiences and my dreams and my hopes, yes, a relationship might be part of that, but it's not the main focus. I've been on a grand adventure all my own Mm -hmm. and have been enjoying it, you know, thoroughly. Comfortable where you are. Yeah, absolutely. I love where I am. So, Claire, um, what when have been moments in your current life? I know you have you're going through a lot of transition and a new baby. What are some times when you doubt your your self worth? Oh man, all the time, especially right now. Um, learning because I'm learning, like you said, like it's a transition period. So I'm learning how to be a mother of two. I'm learning how to balance. Um, I'm still trying to work. Um, we just started this podcast, so there's a lot kind of going on. And being a mother has its ups and downs for sure. And the highs are incredibly high, and the lows are like way deep down in the abyss. Um, recently, I've been dealing with issues of self-worth and currently trying to see past it and really give myself grace. Um, and thankfully, I have like a really supportive husband who helps me to kind of gain that back. Um, but after having my second son just two months ago, everything shifted. And there have been times where I feel like I can't give everybody all of my attention. So, for example, um, Harrison's almost three and, um, like, he'll want to play outside. And my younger son, Hayden, will need to be fed. And so I can't really, like, walk around while... I'm feeding him. I mean, I can. There's ways that it can happen, but, like, it's just we're struggling with nursing a little bit right now. So um, when I say that we have to wait, Harrison throws himself into a massive tantrum, and then um, he, let's say he, like, hurts himself on accident. You know, like, he falls to the ground and hurts himself, and now he's, like, crying because he threw a tantrum, he hurt himself, he can't go outside, like everything's a no to him. And now I've got a kid attached to my boobs, so I don't exactly have two hands. So I can like pop off one kid and like, it's just a mess. It's a lot of <laughs> like handling a lot at the same time. But the struggle really is that I can't give both of my kids the full, my full attention. And I want to, I want to be there for them a hundred percent. 
And and on top of that, I struggle with giving my husband 100% of myself too because I know that he has needs too, that he needs me to be there for him as well. Um, and it's been hard because honestly, after taking care of a toddler, like making sure he doesn't kill himself and trying to give life to an infant, I'm literally at the end of the day spent on caring for everyone else's needs, like even my own. So... I've been really, it's really hard, and I've been really open with my husband, like I said, and he's honestly the most supportive person, and um, he really tries to understand what I'm going through and give me a lot of grace and remind me of my worth. So I think it's also important to note that like others, when they feel really good about themselves or they feel really good about you, that they can help uplift you as well. Um, but it really, it really comes from us, because he can say all the good things to me as much as as much as um as much as he wants to but it's really about me understanding it and knowing it myself so we know that we both know that this is like just a learning stage and it's like a huge mess right now and um I do realize my worth like I know that but it's it's a struggle that I deal with and and I'm doing the best I can but it doesn't mean that I don't question my worthiness you know um, it's something that you can get a hang that you can get a handle of and we can be like, yes, I am worth it. But just know that like give yourself that grace because it can get knocked down again or it can get muted and it can like the volume can turn down um, over and over again. And if it does, like don't don't hate on yourself or don't you know, we really need to to be OK with falling over and over again because we're learning. So it happens to me all the time. So do you feel like when both boy when you can't give both boys your full attention, do you feel like that's when you feel like not good enough? Yeah. Or that's like, like the, and so mm-hmm. and so what message do you think that you've heard that from or you see that in other places where all kids are getting full attention from parents? Or do you think you're just getting used to that idea I of think- like as you have more kids, they all get a little bit less attention. I think it's I think it's more of like it's not it's not necessarily that I see other moms having it all um, mm-hmm. and like being able to be there for all their kids. There are yeah. like there are times where like you go to the park and you see the mom who's like got her shit together. Like she's like she's got her baby and she's good. And but you got to remember like all the circumstances are different. Everybody's circumstances are different. And so when you play that comparison game, you really are. Oh. It's at a detriment to yourself and and you just it's not fair to yourself. Yeah. And so it's really important to to analyze that part and say like to step back and be mindful, right? So not judging, not judging anything and saying to yourself like, wow, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling jealous and feeling envious of that other mom who looks like she's got all of her shit together. I I would, oh, go ahead. Well, and I would also say that I think that you can also think about it in a way that look how Harrison is learning how to share. Look how he's learning patience. Right. Look how he's building all of these skills that he's going to need as an adult. Totally. That he's building right now that actually one-on-one attention all the time doesn't build a resilient child. Like, they need to have time when they are struggling. Absolutely. Like, that's, that's building a really hardy kid. Yeah. You know, so when you're in that moment of struggle, you can be like, wow, Harrison, you're really, uh, you're really getting strong right now. Yeah. And that's the way you have to look at it. But it's about yeah. knowing that 
I am doing the best that I can and that's all that I have to give for both boys and and they will realize that and they won't call me a bad mom like, no, in fact, they won't, you know, and that's what, that's what you think in your head as a mother is you're like, oh, my God, my, my son is struggling and he's crying and it's because of me because I'm not able to right. give him what he needs. But it's really not what he needs. It's what he wants, you know, and exactly. <laughs> and, and what builds a strong boy is not getting everything that he wants. Right. Yeah, but, you true. know, I mean, you're building a strong boy by by, you know, letting him share, mm-hmm. letting him be letting him get up on his own. And yeah. be like, oh wow, I got hurt, but I got up on my own, and I'm I'm okay. Yeah. The next time he falls, he'll get up faster. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, when he falls, no big deal. You know, yeah. if he always has an adult rushing to him every moment, he's gonna struggle oh, as yeah. a as as an elementary school kid. You know. Yeah. So you're, you know, in moments of struggle, you can look at him and be like, you're you're gonna be strong. So when we determine our worth by a relationship or love from another or a career or any other thing that society tells us we need to have in order to be worthy, we are living a life of always pleasing others and basing our worthiness on what other people think is good for us, which ultimately leads to a disconnection to our own soul and our own true power. And so I believe that our self-worth can, should be determined by turning inwards. And that self-worth should be determined by our connection to our own soul, to the connection to our own greater power. I believe that self-worth is a spiritual connection and that not only are we connected to the greater humanity, but we're connected to a higher power. And when we tune into that voice, that we tune into that power, we're making choices that are the right ones for us. Um, and that through those choices and through connection, self-worth is built and really can't be destroyed. Like literally people can have judgments of all kinds just being thrown at us. And we know who we are. We know what we desire. We know what connection, like what our connection is to that higher power. And we stand strong in it. Um, and, I think a lot of people, Claire, are going to want to know more about this idea of soul. And you've been on a really interesting um, study, kind of on a, on a cool path. And so I wanted to ask you what your ideas are about our soul. Yeah. Um, so I have been reading a book, well, listening to it on Audible, but reading a book called um, Journey of Souls. And I'll pop a link in um, – the show notes for sure if anybody wants to listen to it. And if you have listened to it or read it, I want to know everything that you think about it because <laughs> I don't know anybody else that has read it yet. So I'm like trying to get Felicity to read it because I really want to like pick your brain. But yeah. anyway, um, so this book um, has really changed my life and changed the way that I view life and death and the life in between that. Um, Anyway, it it basically states that we are all souls, higher beings that are made of pure energy. We don't have physical bodies and there's a world that we live in. And um, our souls choose our lives on earth. And so we live many, many, many lives in order to, to grow. That's the that's the journey that our souls take 
is to to grow into an even higher being in a higher state of consciousness. And then when we choose our lives on earth, we're learning lessons about things like compassion, kindness, and humility. Um, the souls have no ego. They don't judge. And they only have respect for each other. Um yeah, so when our soul makes mistakes in the human world, it comes together with like what is like a soul family. Basically, there's like a family of us. <laughs> and without judgment, they're able to really analyze what has happened on earth. And even if we were really bad humans, they give each other grace and are able to to move forward, you know, and find solutions to further grow. So our main goal is to get is to grow into a being that is pure love. And it's when we are connected to that soul that we, that we can really speed up the law of attraction um, because then we're really opening that channel to that world of no ego and really just love. Um, this challenges, I think, the saying that we all have a soul. I think it's actually better to say that we all have bodies because we are our soul. And the more we can be connected to that higher power, the closer we are to understanding kind of the intricacies of the universe and being able to manifest what we want. So. I love that. Yeah. I, I And I think that listeners may have to replay that a couple times. Like this is, you've explained it to me several times, like just texting being like, have you read this book? Or <laughs> this is what it's about. And, I, and I'm still like, I think I just need to read the book. It's so good. Like, I, I, mean, I, I mean, you're telling me it's changing your life, which really means is. I need to read it because I love those kind of books. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so in my life, I have really been able to build a stronger connection to my soul through um, journaling and meditation and self-care. Yeah, and. I want to really quick touch on self-care before we kind of move forward, only because I think often we associate self-care with pampering. And as much as it feels good to like get a pedicure or like go shopping or eat out all the time, um, we want to be sure that we're not um, escaping our emotions by self-care. So that doesn't mean like when you get a breakup, then you're just going to like go shopping and get a pedicure and and treat yourself out like a ton, that's not really self-care. Um, self-care is actually listening to your soul and giving giving it what it needs to function at its highest vibration. So that's not, I mean, it can be getting a pedicure or going out and, and partying and, and it can be those things, but it's really about you know, you feel the emotion and you really intuitively listen to yourself and, and listen to what it needs. And that's what it could be. So, so yeah, we'll go into a little bit of it more later and, and definitely kind of talk about it more throughout the podcast. But, um, I want to make sure that we, that self-care doesn't mean just binging on things that make you happy, that it's also about listening to what you need. And I love how you said that self-care is not escaping your emotions, mm-hmm. but, but instead like diving into those emotions and really connecting to self. I think that I've had times in my life, like as a child, I would off, you know, living on Maui, I just, I have so many memories of like watching the sunset yeah. or 
um, being out on, in K and I, like at Camp K and I, like out in the jungle overlooking the water, like amazing places um, on Maui and just really feeling that connection. And then I've also had times in my life where I've completely escaped that connection through alcohol, through, you know, just having a free for all. And I think that it's, it's important to kind of figure out why you were doing both and then also in and seeing the importance of, of really getting close to um, closer to that connection, closer to that, that deep soul connection. Yeah. I think it's about listening to where it's like to what, where the idea is coming from um, yes. and making sure that we're not, that we're leaning into these emotions and feeling them when we're yeah. feeling low that we're, that we're really tuning into it and being mindful and saying like, okay, I feel low. This is happening. Yep. I feel yep. low and, and now I want to feel better. So what can I do to feel better? Yep. And that could mean something like, now I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to take a bath yep. and read this book and, yep. and go to bed early. And that's, yep. that's self-care, you know? For so. me, a hot shower like a hot shower, I, I first of all get so much, so many good ideas in the shower. Uh, yeah. But when I'm feeling bad, like I need a hot shower. Like it will just help everything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. So, meditation, journaling, and self care in my life have really helped me connect to my inner voice and that that deep soul power. Um. Self-worth, when established and built on my connection to my soul, it is unshakable. Mm-hmm. Like I, and if I'm ever feeling a bit wobbly, I go back into my center place. I start journaling. I, you know, I get quiet. And when I do that, I'm, it's, it's basically a ticket to freedom yeah. because I'm not being controlled by anything else other than that inner voice. So I, I would love to encourage uh, our listeners, if they haven't already, to start that journey because it is one that will lead to the most freedom. Yeah. And of course, there's going to be judgments, you know, made by every person on this planet, including yourself, yeah. because that's just like the way that we are. Um, which is the ego. Which is the ego, right. But your worth is not affected by those judgments at all. No. And so no. we want to know we want we want to unconditionally love ourselves because when we love ourselves without judgment and without conditions like Felicity said you're free like you are just free to to live life and and not be bound by anybody else's thoughts or values or anything like that so yeah. Anyway, I know that this is like super easy for us to say, kind of like, go love yourself unconditionally without judgment and blah, 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 right? <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's not easy. Um, no. You know, we're taught as women, I think, especially to be self-sacrificing and selfless, especially to things like our children um, or our husbands. Uh, but we're not taught really how to love ourselves. So if this is a challenge, which it is for me um, – Let's start small and be kinder to ourselves. I think we tend to focus so much on being kind to other people 
let's not only be kind to other people, but let's be kind to ourselves first. And when we are kind and nurturing to ourselves, we can grow and eventually receive those benefits from seemingly small acts of kindness that fill the gaps left by not loving ourselves. Yes. And Claire and I have talked about some strategies that we use when we are feeling low. Um, and we want to share those with you in hopes that they something might work. So the first one, uh, to really help you get in tune with your inner voice and be more kind to yourself, is to take care of your body. Listen to what it needs and wants and give in to those desires. Yeah, so get restful sleep as much as you can because I know moms can't really get restful sleep but as much <laughs> as you can. Um, get your body moving and fuel your body properly. Um, really tune into what makes your body feel good, you know? Um, yeah. Sitting down for hours and hours on end really doesn't feel good, even though you might be tired or something. Like getting your body moving, fueling it with the right things and getting that restful sleep is really going to help you tune into yourself and that's being kind to yourself. Yeah, I mean, just today, I usually I go into a coffee shop and I immediately look at the croissants and I'm like, I want a croissant. But today, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want one. I was like, nope, I'm just going to have a salad next door and be working on my computer and everything's cool. It's totally hard for me so, to pass you know, up a croissant. <laughs> yes, so hard. I usually don't. But for some reason today, I didn't, I didn't have one. Um, number two, put yourself first. And ask yourself this question, is this right for me? Is this serving me? Yeah, I think often we commit ourselves to things that aren't even good for us. You know, like um, for instance, like like if a friend wants to go out to, to eat something and, and it's not really what you're feeling is going to be good – but we're just committing to, you know, we don't want to hurt their feelings and say, oh, well, that just doesn't really sound good. I'm not really into that. So, but, but I don't want them to know that I'm not into that because I don't want them to feel bad. So I'm just going to go with them. You know, we're just so concerned right. with other people's perceptions of ourselves that yeah. gets in the way of, of listening and putting yourself first. You know, we're putting their needs before ours. And, and I think it's um, a nice small step to take. Um, to really love ourselves first, and it takes a lot of discipline um, yeah. because it's the story we've been told, you know? Yep, absolutely. The third one is acknowledging our own strengths. Yeah. We're often consumed with our failures and shortcomings, so I think it's good to learn to focus on the good that we do and try to see the positive because you think you might not have done anything really good, but maybe you, maybe that little thing could have just changed somebody's life, you know, letting somebody on the bus ahead of you or, um, helping somebody walk to their car, you know, at the end of the night, or there's a lot of little things that we do just that we don't give ourselves credit for. Absolutely. Um, the fourth one is to speak kindly to yourself. Yeah. Pay attention to what our inner dialogue is, really, is what this is. So do you say things like, oh, I hate myself. I always fail. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. How could I do that? Um, those are words 
that we would never say to a kid, you know, or our own child, hopefully. So, um, or to somebody you respect, you wouldn't say that to them. So learn to respect yourself enough to use loving, kind language. Because I know that I do this all the time, especially being a mom and saying like, gosh, I can't believe that, I can't believe I scolded my son um, so harshly, you know? Yeah. But there are many factors and you just have to give yourself grace and, and really, and say, what am I going to do next time? How am I going to yep. be better next time? And, and focus on next time I'm going to be better instead of like, gosh, I can't believe I did that to myself or I can't believe that that happened. And, and saying, you know, I mean, saying I'm so stupid, I'm so fat, I, I don't love myself. Like that's all stuff that, that sucks. And yeah. And, and there's, and there's really no need for it. I yeah. mean, it doesn't help anything in any way. It doesn't serve us right? at all. And mm-hmm. it, in the idea of law of attraction, it actually brings about more of that. Absolutely. So the more you fill your, your words with negative, the more negative a- attracts, the yeah. more you fill you know, so anytime that I have something that isn't going my way, I tend to say like, I'm learning a lot from this right now. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm learning and this is how I'm going to change in the my next move is going to be this because of what I learned previously. Yeah, and I think that really um is a good transition to number 5, which is to feel gratitude. Um so open up your walls a little bit more and be mindful of when others show you love and care for you. And don't discredit any act of kindness, you know? Absolutely. Um, And also practice receiving compliments. Like when someone says thank you, instead of making an uncomfortable excuse, um, looking them in the eyes and and thanking them. Yeah. And, And really, I also try to, when I'm in town or when I'm walking around, really acknowledging other people as well. So like Mm -hmm. receiving gratitude and giving gratitude. And in that, in that motion, you're getting closer to your soul, which just radiates love. Yeah. And just think about like when somebody tells you like, wow, that dress looks really good. You know, instead of saying something like, ah, it's actually really old and all I had that was clean, but yeah, uh it's really not special. Take a freaking compliment and say, thank you. Thank you. You know, and and when you get compliments like that, it can really help you to, like Felicity said, like um, pay it forward and, and give yeah. somebody else a compliment later in the day because it made you feel good, you know? Exactly. And so. you're, just, you're just spreading positive energy. Like by, by noticing and affirming something of someone else's, you're p- passing on that energy. Yeah. So I think we're going to put this in, um, in the – show notes that we'll link in our um, blog so that if you want to look back at this, you can. I know that I am going to use this like over and over and over again and and just looking at it and hearing it is really going to help me. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think we need to allow ourselves kind of whatever the universe has in store for us. Allow, allow, allow. Um, we deserve to be happy and get all the things that we want in life, regardless of other people's perceptions of us. Um, because like basically just because we love ourselves, we deserve all of the things. So this message, like I said, is something that I needed to hear when I was at one of my lowest points in my life. And so I needed to be reminded to love myself, 
to listen to that inner voice, to connect with that inner voice, and and have all of that matter more than feeling wanted by someone else or feeling appreciated by someone else or feeling worthy um, to someone else. So if this message reaches even just one person that needs to hear it, um, it's worth it for us to share. Hey guys, it's Claire. So thank you so much for listening today. I really hope this message resonates with you or can help you to remind someone that you love that they are enough. A last thing that we want to leave you with is a daily affirmation. Affirmations are extremely powerful when trying to call something into existence. It's kind of that fake it till you make it mentality. But what it can do is actually program your mind to believe the statement. One thing, um, one affirmation that we love that works on so many different levels is the following. Say this over and over and over again. I acknowledge my self-worth. I am overflowing with love. Say that every time you look in the mirror. Make that your screensaver on your phone. Say that to yourself before you get out of bed in the morning and have it be the last thing that you say to yourself before you go to sleep. Affirmations can actually rewire your brain to generate positive thoughts more easily. So start with this affirmation or create your own and see what other beautiful, positive things you can manifest and attract into your life. Share with us on our Instagram uh, any affirmations that you've come up with or share with us a story that um, you've manifested into your life, something amazing using affirmations. So thanks again for your time, you guys. We are so honored that you're in this space with us. Link up with us on Instagram at Bonfire Babes Podcast. And of course, you can always find all the show notes, a breakdown of kind of everything we talked about on the show so that you can go back to it and see it as much as you'd like on our website. That's bonfirebabespodcast.com. And yeah, that's it for today. Thanks so much again. We wish you all the best love and light. Until next time, take care, you guys.